welcome back to the Excellence Cartel, where the Tennessee good old sinuses and allergies has my voice ransom hostage. I don't even know what to say at that point. But um, welcome to this week's episode, where we're going to talk about checking in, what we like about it, what we want to see from it, and how we can help you all ultimately get where you want with the check-in process and how that's vital to whether you're just listening, wanting to know more about your own health and fitness for yourself, or you're an up-and-coming coach or already established coach, you maybe want to see insights from a couple of us because, you know, I do more in-person training than these guys do, so I have a little bit of a different way to probably do it than they do. But um, first, I'm going to fire it off with uh, Jason, how the Cincinnati Bengals doing, boy. <laughs> Man, I mean, you know, our sports teams in Cincinnati, they come and go, and uh, they bef- they're definitely heading back to the 90s. Um, and if anyone doesn't know, then in the 90s, they were the most laughed at franchise, probably right along with Detroit. And so they are really, really, really bad right now. So that's a, that's a bad thing. Um, but, you know, as far as my week, um, just been a lot of, like, little things happening that I've got to take time to mess with. And I wish I had more time to do that, but I don't. So then I end up having to work pretty late into the night, which, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but, um, and that's life. You always get those little annoying shit thrown at you. Just some things going on with our insurance and different things like that. So I've been on the phone a lot. It's just annoying. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's been a good week. I have uh, brought on three more clients. Um, most of my clients are doing really well, even the ones in Metcomp. So, you know, as far as that goes, I can't complain. And then I leave Thursday um, for the Great Lakes Conference, which is one of the biggest um, in the country for functional med um, presentations. So I'll go there and listen. Most of the time it's like doctors uh, presenting and I'll, I'll listen to, you know, some, some, some good information that hopefully come bring back and, and help my clients. And that'll be all day Friday and all day Saturday. I'll be in lectures. Other than that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on. How close are you with the uh, new ethics goal? Um, the goal for the Amazon or the goal for the yearly? Mm, the goal for Amazon. Uh, the goal for Amazon, we're getting there. So we now have to film or I'm sorry, video. We have to shoot um, all the like uh, basically the images they want and, and that we basically created a story to tell for each you know, product and we have to shoot those and it's not cheap. It's going to be like six grand for, uh, I think a day and a half of shooting. Um, but once we get those, most of the projects should be done and, um, we'll see how, how this works. You know, that we, for people don't know, we hired um, a company to develop our Amazon and, you know, they help you write up the lingo so that, you know, you've got the right search words and different things. Your products make it to the top of searches and different things like that. So, uh, we wanted to get a jump on the Amazon because, you know, the more popular you get, your product starts ending up on there anyways, and then people will price it how they want. We basically wanted to get ahead of that and get our own store so that we are always in charge of pricing and can quickly then have Amazon take anyone down that is not us. So once you start to grow, you almost kind of have to kind of take that that route. Huh. Oh, didn't know that. So yeah. I see you scratching at your uh, beard. How's that shit back coming along? <laughs> hey man, it's looking good. You know, I think it's like filling out a little bit. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't see shit. Is that the same beard from last week, and you haven't shaved it? Or <laughs> no, no, I keep it trimmed, so I always okay. buzz it on like a number three. Oh uh, yeah, I don't like it I... getting scraggly. Because remember how I grew it out? Like yeah, you know? it was too scraggly. Yeah. yeah. 
so, uh, but I want it to be filled in. So, I mean, I don't want the hairs to be too long, but yeah. you know, so, yeah. you know yeah, it's yeah. working. Gotta got be consistent, it. right? I, uh, I screwed up shaving mine the other day and I just shaved it off and then I noticed that. that. That yeah. was like, no, nah, I like it better with, so now I'm letting it grow back. You guys notice how the fade's like, good. Yeah, that's much better, dude. Yeah, you know, no more toupee fade. No, so you want to tell us about your hair adventures for the week? Anything? No, nah, just still growing this hair? out, you know. A lot of people, you know, my parents, my mom said it looked way better. And I was like, mom, why don't you tell me this? <laughs> you know, they were just like, like, just keeping it from me. You know, everyone was just keeping it from me. Do you feel betrayed? Feel I wasn't. Alive? I told you right away, dude. <laughs> But you know what, Jeff, like another, you know, it was a great week. You know, I've been, um, I'm like, like three pages out of four into the Chopin piece that I've been working on. Nice. And so I've been getting better at that. Um, I had a client come back to me the third time. So this lady, like she came to me, you know, quit, came back, you know, this third time coming back. So hopefully we'll, we'll achieve our goals this time. <laughs> and then I have a, uh, a new client as well. So, you know, picked up two. Um, and then this week I'll be getting the Bronco. So yes, are you excited about get little Waylon in your driveway, I'm, dude? I'm so excited. It's a whole different, whole different feel, you know, a whole different type of car for me. So Fuck yeah, it is. Next time you come to Nashville, you gotta buy yourself a pair of cowboy boots and a cowboy hat here. And make it official. <laughs> I would you just know what? when I when I get the Bronco, the first thing I do, I'm gonna put on some country music and go to Chick Fil A. Yeah, destroy go. every stereotype. Just destroy it and just run out the gate. Just pound on through it. Um, yeah. Well, my week has been um, it's been good. Uh, let's see, I'm working on refining my processes for the gym in this quarter. Um, we're very close to kind of hitting the stretch goal I had of 600 memberships. So fingers crossed right. that would be like uh, over 60 percent growth in one year. Wow. Uh, Nick decided to create a sales manager role. And what this will enable us to do is when people come in, call them and offer them a free consultation, which is what they do in the big box gyms. But for me to have this inside my gym mm -hmm. with someone who's going to be running that offense will allow me to better feed the, the coaches who are already in there and recruit talent because we'll be having a guy who's building a pipeline. So I'm very excited about that. Um, we've been working on the PEC Atlanta. A lot of people have kind of been starting to get hit us up about that. So any questions, feel free to ask. But um, it is January 11th in Atlanta. I'm sure that's going to be a good time. I think what Russ Allen shouted out that he was coming to it. Yep. So that would be cool to meet him finally. And then last week I went and saw my psychic. That, nice. was, that was a fun trip. And, you're gonna, so, and you can get me in with two weeks notice. Yeah, he's like just – he gave me a cell and was like, yeah, man. He's like – because I, I was telling him about you. I'm like, I have to yeah. wait months. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll do his favor. And I'm like, oh, so are you ready for a wild yeah. ride? Oh, dude, I, I can't wait. Yeah. No. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I believe in it, but like I got to do it just for the experience. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, it's a good little hour and a half of your time. Hour sure. and a half. I mean, sure. I, I mean, I just got to see it. I got to yeah. do it. Oh, and the other thing was we went out Saturday night to the hockey game down here yeah. in Nashville. How was that hangover? Dude, I had 12 Tito's and diets, not one. I was in the gym, in my garage doing cardio at 9 a.m. What? Yep. Came home, pounded the usual Big Mac. Like, I made land and have a sleepover. I'm like, no, son, you just can't drive home. Uh, Uber from my house to his house, like, it, we got in, like, around 1.10 in the morning, 1.15 yeah. was, like, I think $40. Yeah. You know, and all that. So, he was a little drunk, so I made him have a little sleepover. Gave him a blanket. And <laughs> I went upstairs, but... uh 
yeah, man, I was up around 7.50, had my coffee at 8.30, was talking and just rolling if out. If I had 12 Tito's, I'd be done, man. I just do not process alcohol well. But I'll tell you what I'm going to try next time. Uh, I'm going to try to, uh, those days hit Metapure really hard, our new ethics product, because it increases detoxification. So I'm thinking. So gonna, like before and after, like you're going to pregame your alcohol consumption and then postgame it? Well, I'll probably have a scoop after, but yeah, I'm going to have two that day just to get my whole detox system running better. Because I've been doing one scoop post-workout now. But then that day I'm going to do it and then see if it's any better. Cause it's gotta be somewhere. I just don't take the top. I don't take the byproduct of alcohol and I don't get rid of it. Well, like it, it has to be, that's the case. So are you going to make it like a little ebook, like how to cheat your, how, no. how, to, how to get Tito's and no, I don't, or something? I don't, I'm not a proponent of going out and getting <laughs> hammered, but hey, everyone, you know, a lot of people drink every once in a while. And so do I, and that's what I'm going to try. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't that it was so, I mean, I was buzzed. Don't get me wrong, but I was right. microdosing. Right. So, you were buzzed off of 12 drinks, Jeff. I would have been dead. <laughs> yeah, you would have. So, I mean, yeah, you would have. You make bad choices after one. You got on a mechanical bull that whooped your ass, and you tried <laughs> to take a shirt off, too. Did he even have one that night? Yeah, I he had one when we first got oh, that very okay. first bar we went to, Bourbon Street, oh, okay. where that woman like completely fondled my arm, and that was a little uncomfortable there. Got it. None of you guys saved that me. Happened, I, was, I was real upset none of you guys saved me on that one. I didn't see it. Yeah, you know, no. man. Like, I, I gotta applaud you, though, man. Being, being what? Thirty nine? You know, you're forty. No, thirty nine. Not yet. Thirty nine. Speak such things. 30, 39 and still partying like that, man. I left that behind back. When I was like twenty two. <laughs> I'm just a wild animal. What can every I say, once in a while, man. You, you need a little. You need to cut, cut yeah. loose every once in a while. Yeah. Now that was kind of our thing. Me and Landon were having a good time. No one messed with us. No one talked to us. It was just us just bullshitting watching the hockey game. Then we went and watched the Tennessee Bama game. So it was a good night. So you know, before you know, we, we have, move on, I need to know if anything cool came out of your psychic uh, meeting. Oh, dude, it's like mostly all work-related stuff in all honesty. Was anything like an aha moment or not really? Well, there was one part that was creepy. He was like, you would think about going to San Diego. He's like, that's where your dad died, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, yeah. So, and he's been right. I've been thinking about going out there. And he was like, but it's not the time. You need to go and wait till you're like a part of this. Did he know your thing. dad died out there? Like, No. Hmm. He knew my dad passed. Like he called, like we were talking, he was talking about like the spiritual, spiritual connection with him and I and stuff. So, um, which is like, I always will tell anyone. I never really felt close to my mom, like at all, like total stranger, but like my dad, like he wasn't really around much, but like I hung on every word. So maybe I've got like really bad dad and mom issues. I don't know. <laughs> I was still in counseling trying to sort all that shit out. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, he was just like, yeah, you've been thinking about going to like San Diego. It's like out West, out West San Diego. I mean, you know, I've been thinking about buying a place up in Boise. Yeah, you talked, yeah, we talked about it for yeah. sure. I can confirm that you've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was like one of those deals. I was like, all right, the dude's kind of like digging it a little bit. And then, yeah. you know, just stuff like that. I mean, cool. I don't think that it's, here's why I tell everyone when you go there, it's a matter of what you choose to accept or not accept. Right. But at the very end of the day, I will say it just gives you, I think you may be a different perspective on things that are presented to you. So you kind of learn stuff. Like his whole thing was it, this upcoming year has, it will be the test for me will be trust. And like in everywhere aspect of my life right now, I'm trying to figure out how to trust. Yeah. Like full heartedly. And, and it's in the pursuit of trying to understand what happiness means to me. Because, you know, I think with that surgery where I had to break my leg all the time <clears throat> for those, you know, 12 weeks, like I just refused to let happiness enter because, you know, it was taken from me. And then after that, I had to just, I was doing what I had to do. And I really haven't looked up to address anything until right around now. 
Right, right. So it's like, you know, dad kind of, you know, kicked us all to the curb. Mom kind of had her mental split after that, not the same woman. So she went over there. So not so much abandonment, but I just, you know, the trust issues and things like that. I'm trying yeah. to work. Well, anytime you're gr- trying to grow a business and give out more power and delegation to other people, I mean, that's a trust thing. You know, you've got to trust that you picked the right person. You got to trust that you taught them how to take the reins. So yeah. Right. hundred percent. You're in that growth period right now. And I know you want to have a second gym. So you got to, you're going to really rely on someone then. Yeah. So. Which is cool to do, you know, and, and that brings us, I guess, kind of like lets us slide on into our little topic for the day. And that would be the check-in process. Sue, so it's been Jason and I going back. Why don't we just go ahead and let you kind of like steer this one like you did that bull before you got bucked, buddy. <laughs> hey, I didn't do a good job with that. But hey, you know, <laughs> the check- it wasn't bad. No, it was amateur. I mean, I, I felt like you held on real hard. I felt like it was a firm, hard grip. You know, I would love to have a second chance, a second opportunity at that bull because I know now I know counter it. You know, like I've studied the bull. I've studied it. So you're supposed to like lean back and like go with it, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, all right, check-ins. Okay, listen. So the check-ins are really for, I would say, it's a, it's, so it's two-part, right? Client accountability, right? But they don't realize, the clients don't realize that it's also for me to stay organized or for coaches to stay organized. Okay, so what when they miss a check-in or when they don't check-in or they provide just like, you know, they just like, you know, blah, 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 type something real quick and send it off and there's, there's no thought to it. I'm rendered sort of ineffective because I don't know what's going on. I might, you know, they might rate their sleep a two and they don't explain why. And I'm like, well, what's going on? You know, and it's also a waste of time because then I have to pepper them with extra questions and say, hey, why did you rate this a two on a scale of one to 10? What's affecting it? What's going on? Um, so clients, I think, need to realize that it's twofold. It's, all, it's for me to be effective, but it's also for the accountability. Okay, so let's say someone's listening to this does not have a coach right now and would yeah. be interested in coach. What would you say? What if they were looking for a coach? What is the value in the check-in process? Because I could say as a, a in-person trainer, uh, in-person coach, it wasn't until I linked up with Jason five six years ago that he kind of taught me this check-in process, and I just merged it into my in-person training. But most in-person trainers just offer time for time, meaning you show up. Here's a little meal plan book, you know, fist size this, do weigh that, blah, blah. See you every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5.30 for your ass kicking and go on. But realistically, that's what I've done at Iron House is I've injected a check-in system. So how, if, if a person's off the street, how would you sit, uh, sell them on that check-in? Like more so than that, like like what, what do they really want to take away from it that would matter well, the most? Well, my perspective is that, you know, when, when people work with an in-person trainer, you know, obviously you're not just an in-person trainer, Jeff. You are also a coach. You also do what I do and what Jason does. Right. But the check-in process is really what drives all the other factors that go into someone's physique you know a trainer might be able to train that person for the hour and then once the client walks out the door you know that's that but with the check-in process you're monitoring all these other things like stress like sleep someone's sex drive someone's digestion all these go into making progress on the plan on the nutrition plan or training plan that you may have given them so without that monitoring going on you could things could be missed so that's where the value is, where you can become more effective at helping the client, you know? And you know what's interesting? And when you talk to people in person, if you're listening to this and you're a coach and you want to inject this, you actually have to explain to them what that is because they, if they're doing like Google searches, they're looking for coaches around you. 
coaches around you aren't saying they do that process. So there's like a little hack I've noticed around here. Yeah. Um, there's, um, I would say there are like, I've seen some check-in processes that are like, they just ask like weight and pictures. And that's like just as useless as meeting a personal trainer once a week, you know, like they're not asking for the right thing. So I hope we are we're all going to talk about that in this little episode here. Now I want to turn to Jason. He has not asked this question, but um, Jason, what made you, create this check-in process because i know you're like the og who taught it to us and we've refined it our own ways obviously you know and then we've we've always talked about how we've done it all because we're all trying to learn from each other but what how did you create the process what was your mindset behind it and what at that time what was the goal you're trying to extract from so i have to go back to my first online coach and my first online coach you guys may remember was a guy that posted uh as tipsta and his name was Mark Rosmini. And he was very outspoken, very direct, and always got into arguments with people on the boards, partly because sometimes he knew the right answer, but the science of getting there wasn't always correct. So then, you know, the smart asses wanted to chime in and argue with him, and he was too stubborn to back down. But in any event, he took me on, and, and you know, it was the first time I ever worked with one, anyone online. I'd always worked with people in person in Cincinnati. And his check-in really for me was just weight and um, repeating what my macros were and telling him where my cardio was at. And then he would review it and quickly adjust my macros. And then I would go in and adjust the diet and then move on. And so, you know, when I first started, that's what I mimicked. But as I got deeper into this and I realized that there's so much more important things that you've got to get from a client that's when I started gravitating towards like an Excel spreadsheet was like my first way of doing it. And then I wanted, you know, not only do I want them to tell me their macros again and their cardio, but I want their weight and I want how they're sleeping and how hungry they are or how not hungry they are, how their digestion is. I needed more biofeedback in order to help them because what was happening with just weight and picks was every once in a while they give you a little info about their sleep not being great or their digestion not being great. But if it wasn't being tracked, in a linear progression. And, you know, it, my point is like, you could literally have a bad day of, of dig digestion just from something you ate. But if you're tracking it on a, on, on a weekly basis, then you can get a feel for like, if there's truly a problem. So I realized quickly that as I gained more clients and I dealt with more people that weren't able to lose fat as easy as I was, you had to start delving into these other things because if you didn't, you couldn't get them to lose. And so I quickly learned that you needed more biofeedback than just weight, macros, and cardio. That works really good for someone who's ectomorphic, has no health issues, their thyroid's great. You know, you can do that with someone who's, you know, more like, let's say, driving a Corvette. But when you get those people who are driving a Pinto, you need more biofeedback because you got to tweak more things and you got to work under the hood a little more. So that's kind of how it grew. Okay, so where it's at now do you see yourself evolving that anymore with baseball and what you've learned this year alone? Yeah, I'm always evolving it. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've got to the point where I even have to give instructions on how I want pictures to be taken and you know, how I want the lighting to, to do and um, you know, white background as much as possible, same spot, same clothes, same poses, all these things, you know, that people weren't doing, they were, they were jumping different spots and, 
making things hard. So that evolved. Um, as far as other feedback I get, it's, it's evolved. I now track glucose for a lot of people, especially if, you know, we're pushing carbs and pushing, you know, to, to gain weight. I check BP of all my athletes who are on PEDS. I've, I've continually evolved and I think I will keep continuing to evolve as I learn more things in terms of functional medicine to keep people healthy. I'm going to always probably add extra biofeedback because the industry itself is evolving. And if you don't stay uh, fairly educated in this area, you're going to get left behind as a coach. And with that being said, I think HRV is going to be that next one. I, mean, I that's think why you're I just, probably right. That's why I just got certified in it. You know, and I know Landon and Ashley are thinking about getting certified in that. And I would encourage any coach to get certified in that. In fact, the only reason I would not suggest Jim pop on that one is because like, it, there was some stuff in there. I had my eyes crossed. I had to like reread two or three times, you know, and I'm kind of not well versed, but versed enough that you should be able to skim through it. But for those listening who don't know what HRV is, heart rate variability and basically that's just a uh, fancy little phrase for understanding how healthy your body is in regards to stress and its effects. So, and it kind of tells you how ready you are to train. Like, are you yeah. ready to train that day? Maybe, maybe you kind of sense you aren't. And this is a tool that can say, yeah, you're really not ready. You should just take off and train tomorrow. Like I, that's one of the reasons I want to get it. I've still dragged my feet. It's only two ninety nine for the aura ring. I need to just do it, but I'm planning on doing it because I, I need to get like you said i think it's i think it's what's coming next especially with people who have had met comp before like that's a really powerful tool to be able to say okay well you know generally i want you to train three days on one day off two on one off well you know if there's someone whose body kicks over you know to being uh sns dominant heavily if you've got that tool i mean it's going to be big and so I, i i gotta get up to speed on it no doubt i will say that uh i have the aura ring and the what band and so far, I'm trying the the whoop band. Can you spell I, that? I don't know exactly what you're saying. W H O O P band. Whoop, whoop, like whoop, whoop. There it is. Yeah, that was a great song, by the way. Whoop, yeah. Uh, I was like, someone's gonna do it, but it. So far, from a gym pop perspective, I would say the whoop band would be easier to read. Mm-hmm. You would be able to make it's like because it's color coordinated. So when I drank <laughs> Saturday night, I was tanked in the red. The only two times I've scored red is when I've had alcoholic beverages before going to sleep. Like the really? night, yeah. So the your HRV session. was terrible. Yeah, it is that was because like your sleep, you don't get as much. Did you just yep. suck it? Yep. Yeah, you're not in. You're not like deep at all. Yeah, because yeah. it tracks all that stuff, and then your temperature was you know off, and you're Got resting it. heart rates up because you're kind of dehydrated. You I know, wonder though, like how was it during the drinking? <laughs> because drinking relaxes you so much, and there's such a huge GABA release from from booze. Like, was it? Was it, how were you looking while you're drinking? Or did you just not look at it? I didn't look at it while I was drinking. I just saw it the next morning. So going into it, I was like 67. I was scored in the green or something like that on whoop. And the next morning I woke up, it was like 31 <laughs> straight in the red. So why is whoop? Are you saying I shouldn't do aura? I should do whoop? Or are you just saying for gen pop, it's a better thing? I think for gen pop, it'd be a better fit. I think that a gen pop person could look at that better in the data and be like, oh, okay. Da, da, da. The... Or ring, I think would be more for us, us science guys who would want to know more points because most people aren't going to be like, oh yeah, the for example, let me pull up the aura one. Um, like it has your readiness, and then you can. Um, it's talking like your resting heart rate, your heart rate variability, your respiratory respiratory rate, your body temperature, your sleep balance, activity balance, body temperature, resting heart rate, recovery index, as your heart rate variability. My resting heart rate was 56 beats a minute. 
And then the That's sleep good. has like total sleep, efficiency, restfulness, ring, deep latency and timing. But it's all these like different, like, yeah, I've like seen that. I was, I was looking over Austin's shoulder where, at the physique summit where like the whoop kind of says, Oh, well, look, here's your daily strain. Don't go beyond this line. That's you see, it's like very color coordinated. Yeah. I think yeah. that people would be able to read that easier and just be like, Oh, well, you know, I, I went to bed like every night I go to sleep. I go, I get like six hours, 52 minutes or so in bed. I'm lucky if I get six hours of actual sleep. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, send me the links to uh, purchase those two things. Maybe we can post that for our listeners. Yeah, no, I'll send them to you. I'm just trying to understand because I've been doing my microdosing experiment to see what right. my HRV has been doing and to get a better understanding of does it really affect it as much as we think it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. Hey, real quick, let's back it up a little bit. So, so you were saying gen pop, general population for people who don't understand. But hey, Jason, biofeedback, you want to explain that real quick for people who may not understand what that is or what, what are like the key things that you, you look at? Yeah, I mean, you know, biofeedback just means like the, the things going on in your body. So, you know, like how is your digestion? How is your heart rate? Uh, how is your blood pressure? How is your fasted glucose? Um, you know, things of that nature. Um, how are you sleeping? Uh, HRV would certainly be a biofeedback. It would be a very strong biofeedback tool. What's your readiness? You know, all those things are just helping a coach kind of dial it in because, you know, if I start seeing someone who's sleeping poor, I mean, that's, that's a huge sign that the CNS is really taxed. And right. if it continues, I mean, if you're in prep, then I might throw cordies or, you know, relax at it. But if we're off season and that's happening, well, I know that like, all right, this person's on six days of training. It's time to go to four or five and let's back this down. Let's pull some volume. Let's, you know, let's maybe get rid of the hit cardio, things of that nature. So all those things help a coach make adjustments that maybe they weren't planning on making. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you've, you've got to collect it all. So if you're someone out there who is looking to get a coach or you do have a coach, follow their check-in protocol. Nothing pisses me off more than when I set out like very detailed emails and how I want my check-ins and how it'll go through feed for function. And then people aren't filling out their hunger scores. They're not filling out their strength scores, all these different things. And I'm like, listen, you know, you're one person. I have a bunch of people I have to take care of. Like you need to be able to give me the, all the tools that I need and I want pictures uploaded and I want this. And like anything that you don't do is cutting me short on what I can do to help you. Very true. That's good. All right. Sue, so, so what's the one biofeedback? What's your highest biofeedback? My high, my highest? Like, like highest. Like what would you rank as your highest? Sorry. Came out wrong. I just shot out. I was saying it all in my head. It just didn't come you out. You mean most like, important? Like yeah, the most, most important. Or most yeah, important. how would you rank them for yourself? Well, I mean, I can, I can read them off to you right now. I don't ask for that much, but I mean, it starts off with I ask for their starting weight. So every check-in, they copy and paste in an email to me this section, okay? So it's starting weight, their prior check-in weight, and their current rate weight. So I can see, you know, the trend, okay? And then I ask for photos on one of the check-in days. I have clients check in twice a week, Monday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Friday. I ask for, um, for them to rate on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, their mood, their sex drive, sleep patterns, their energy at work strength during workouts, hunger, cravings. I say, is there anything stressing you out? I ask for bowel movements, gas, digestion, how's all that going? Uh, for the women, were there, was their period on time, heavy or light? Um, then I ask about compliance. I say, how closely did you, did you follow your diet in your workouts? And the final thing is really interesting. I don't think a lot of people ask this. I said, 
I ask them to say, um, tell, me, tell me about something good in your life uh, this week or something good that you did for someone else. So I ask for that. I'm trying to create the positive mindset. Yes, exactly. All right. So now you have weight being number one. Jason, the first thing people input for you is weight. First yeah. thing people input for me is weight. What is the reply? I want to get each of your all's views on this. Um, when someone says client, female, primarily, I don't want to weigh every day. I why, let why them do you not weigh, weigh every day. Every day? Okay. I let them not weigh every day. Um, I don't want to create any more stress in their lives. And a lot of times when someone brings it up, you can tell they're pretty stressed about it. Right. Um, and you know, they tell you that they're kind of like dreading getting on the scale and they're really, you know, just apprehensive. And so I just say once a week, uh, same day, same time, um, in the buff after the bathroom, if you can, and, you know, record it. And that's going to still give me a pretty good trend. Um, I don't have to have daily weights and, you know, if it's going to drive someone nuts, that's not my intention with it. So, so um, if they're not weighing daily, you still want their biofeedback for each 100%, day. I want everyone, everything else biofeedback, um, you know, for the check-in and then the way feed for function works for me is they, re, they can check in daily and save their info. And then I can review all those check-ins, um, when I get their, their submission. Um, but yeah, even if they're not weighing that day, I would still want, you know, check in for any of the other biofeedback. All right, Sue, what about you? Um, well, for me, you know, I used to have people weigh every day and I did get that same kind of pushback from certain individuals that were just sort of just stressed out by doing so. But it was a case by case basis. So some people I would say, okay, let's just do once a week. And then other people I would explain to them that, you know, you need to become desensitized to it, right? So I would say, keep weighing you know, every day, your weight's going to go up and down. That's just how it is. And then eventually they're just like, they just stop caring. So it's like, you know, I, the, the metaphor that I use was like, you know, you stick your head out the window to see what the weather's like, but whether it's snowing, raining or sunny, you're still going to have to go to work. You're still going to have to carry on about your day. So just go out, look at the weather, log it, send it to me. That's it. And it worked for a lot of people. A lot of people just stopped caring. Um, but some people who are, you know, a little more sensitive to it, then I, you know, I'd back off so they wouldn't be stressed. Yeah. I fall in the middle with you because sometimes I'll have clients that I know like just do better when they record all the time because it reminds them of their little slip ups, you know, and I just know that they kind of need that because just based on, you know, conversations and get to know people and so forth. But then there are some times where if girls were just like, you know, I just ain't feeling it. Okay. Well, you know, take it once a week, twice a week, if you feel like it and they yeah. go from there. Something I have started doing and I have it in my tracker is fasted blood glucose or two hours post, um, like workout meal, blood glucose readings, depending upon what I'm trying to understand uh, what phase we're in. Yeah. Um, I ask for that Jeff, um, in my intake, but right. unless someone is having like issues with blood sugar. If I know I'm working with like a, like a type two diabetic, uh, I won't ask them to monitor that on a daily basis. I feel like with the check-ins, man, like you want that to like encourage like a good relationship between client and coach, but I also don't want the clients to feel like they're chained to it or they're like, they feel suffocated by the process. So it's like a, it's a delicate balance, I guess, you know, to achieve that relationship without feeling chained to it. Well, I think I've said on the podcast for, I know I've said to you guys, when I started using the blood glucose, especially the fasting numbers with my gym pop clients, which is why I primarily train, 
uh, the adherence to plans went up dramatically because you just can't lie about those numbers to people. You know, they're throwing yeah. the fasting numbers at 115. You're like, well, if you don't get that under control, here's a website you should probably go check out for what's awaiting you for the, if you keep going and pressing hard and live yeah. that hard life. Um, you know, on this topic, how do you guys deal with clients who don't check in regularly and then <laughs> complain that they don't get the results? <laughs> Man, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna let Jason take this one. I, I could talk forever. Uh, all right, yeah, I, I mean, know, but we're all gonna give an opinion on yeah, it. Yeah, so. I mean, all right. we'll all give an opinion. I mean, so here's the deal you know, I will usually send one friendly email that says, Hey, I've noticed that you haven't been checking in recently. Um, what's going on? And I'll just leave it open ended. And then, you know, if I get no response, that's it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a babysitter. Um, you've paid me to help you. And you need to check in so that I can help you. Um, so, you know, I, I follow up usually once. If you're not going to do it, um, then it's on you. We're all, we're all adults. Um, I, think, I think following up once is, uh, is plenty. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some coaches out there who hold hands more and, you know, uh, really harp and harp and harp. But you can only, you know, lead a horse to water. You can't make it drink. And so if someone wants this, they're going to check in Johnny on the spot. I mean, no doubt about it. And those are the kind of people I want to work with. And so, you know, I'll send out one email. If it doesn't come around, Hey, you know, you can always cancel. You can always finally check in and say, this isn't for me, or you can get on the horse and, you know, let's start doing it right. So that's how I generally approach it. And that's been how I've done it for, you know, all the years that I've been coaching. Yeah. Now, real quick, so um, for your online, how does that process work? So if someone, say, they're listening, they maybe want to hire Jason real quick, so I want to go down this path. Let's yep. do the same thing back to you. What is your check-in process? So, like, you're going to have them check, you know, they send you, you go through feed for function and all that stuff. Yep. But what are they looking for from you? Like, what's the product that you're offering them? Like, are you saying X amount of communication on this day? things so, like that like what are the expectations because i think it, sometimes people don't have any expectations of what they're getting from us on that end if i'm well. following your question correct so i make it very clear um in my instructions that if you're off season you get one check-in and i assign the day it's either going to be a monday or thursday because i right. try to work uh heaviest on two days of the week and then there's always going to be stragglers who just literally have questions and sometimes those come in tuesday and wednesday or you have people who just don't follow direction and they do what the hell they want. And, you know, sometimes I remind them and sometimes I'm just like, fuck it. It's just easier to do the check-in and, and move on. So, but technically I Tuesday, Mondays and Thursdays are my check-in days for off season. You get once a week and I spell out everything in my, um, you know, my initial instructions, what I need from them. Um, if they're in, season, I tell them they get to check in Monday and Thursday and they'll do picked once a week with those check-ins. I don't need it twice. Um, but I make that pretty clear in my initial instructions. Okay, cool. Sue, what about you? How do you feel about the clients who don't check in or check in occasionally and complain about results? Well, I'll, I'll just start by saying that for me, standard process is twice a week. They can pick Monday and Thursday or Tuesday and Friday. And I ask for the check-ins to be sent by noon Eastern standard time. Um, so that sort of splits up the, the pie there. And I've also got to add that, you know, my check-in rate, you know, I said this before on an earlier episode, that it's really low. It's like 40 to 50%. So a lot of people just end up paying me every month and I don't talk to them. Okay. Which is really interesting because, you know, so 
I have reached out before and I've reached out multiple times to these people over the years. I have clients who've been with me for like three years and they'll check in, you know, every few months here and there. And uh, every time it's like a restart, you know, I'm like, okay, we got to like, you know, reset you and everything. Here you go. And then they'll check in, you know, a couple times over the next few weeks and then they disappear again. And, um, you know, for those types of people, I've sort of just, you know, accepted the fact that, that this is what they want. They want to say that they're a member of First Call of Fitness, that they work with me, just like people will want to say that they belong to a gym, although they're paying a much higher rate to, to be a part of First Call of Fitness. And I guess they're okay with that. And whenever they come, I don't, um, I don't make them feel bad. You know, I don't yell at them or anything. I'm just like, hey, it's great to hear from you. Here's what we can do. And that's it. And these clients are really happy. Um, the ones who complain about lack of progress, I'll say to them, you know, listen, like, I have no idea what's going on. You haven't, I haven't talked to you in like two weeks. You have to be better about it. And uh, that usually does the trick if they really, really want to, to make progress. Yeah, I think we're, you know, for me on the check-in process, I pretty much harp on people to do it. <laughs> Any of yeah. my clients tell you. And I see a lot of them in person. But what I do is I have on my um, calendar where I'll look on Thursday and kind of like look to see what people I haven't heard from maybe in like a couple of weeks and I'll just drop them an email like Jason does. Cause you know, it takes like just five minutes to drop through. Sometimes I'm able to hear a reply. Normally sometimes it's, you know, like you so you hear from them a month later and they're like, yeah, so life got to grab me and hit me in the nuts. And so I got to restart and it's like, all right, well, how bad is it? Well, every night was McDonald's. And it's like, well, shit. You know, and it's it's one of those deals where I think that as I've managed to talk to some people on it, it's almost like they feel shameful, like they're letting you down. And it's like, uh, I think as a coach, I'm like, no, 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 you're not letting me down. I'm just trying to help you. So if you, I understand what you're going through, I can either offer you some advice or tell you like, okay, well, if you fuck up and have a bad meal, well, maybe make sure your steps are high. Maybe there's things, you know, if you're traveling for work and you know, there's going to be a bunch of meals you're off, there's little things we could try to do here, you know, fast up until this time, X, Y, Z. And I, I want to really stress that because as I, I don't judge people with shame or guilt that I work with. I just look at it like you have me as an accountability piece and my job is to make sure you get out there and play the best level you can play. So, right. Yeah. Jeff, I really agree with that because like, I know for us coaches, like a client's progress sort of like helps us like further our businesses, because if we don't show, you know, this client transformation or what we've done for somebody, you know, we can't really do any sort of marketing or anything like that. But aside from that, I feel like, you almost have to be like a really calm parent. You know, what I imagine parenting to be, it's like you're there for your kid, they're gonna fuck up and they're gonna come to you and you don't have to beat them every single time that they come to you that they made a mistake. You wanna know that they're, they're well cared for, that you're open hearted with them and that you'll, you'll be stern and firm, but you know, you know, that way they, they can continue to make mistakes as they grow and not feel afraid to, to admit it to you, you know? I agree. Yeah. So anything else you guys want to contribute to this one? I know it's kind of going to seem short to everyone, but really in all honesty, I think the one thing that if you're a coach, you can walk away from this taking is going, okay, there's everyone's kind of got similar check-in patterns to some degrees among the three of us. We like pictures. We have our data points. We want to know. And most importantly, we just want to have a glimpse into your all's lives. So that way we could best understand where we're steering the ship because that's what most people are doing we don't have a fucking crystal ball, you know? I mean, I just can't look at it and be like, Oh yeah, Jenny, if you do this, then 
you know, I don't know what icebergs are out there. And hell, you might be the Titanic yourself, and I'm trying to steer that. So, hey, Jeff, let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this. Do do you guys know when people are lying on check ins? Oh, 100%. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, I can usually tell because, like, I've just told my clients, like, just please just be honest with me. So, like, (laughs) if I do have that one that busts me out, there was one time a guy tried to lie to me two weeks ago, and I was like, Dude, your story showed a completely different thing. Next time you do that, don't put it all over your Instagram story. I can see it. Like, that's just dumb. Like, don't do that. I mean, I have a deviation section in Feed for Function, and most of my clients fill it out, and it coincides with, like, pictures and weight, you know? I mean, occasionally, I got to follow up and say, hey, did you have an off weekend? And they obviously omitted it, but they didn't lie (laughs) when I asked them. Do you know what I mean? And so I had a couple of those this time. I'm like... So your lowest was like 166. We're stuck at 170. I sense you haven't been 100% on point. And of course, she was like, yeah, my weekends haven't been good. I really got to get back on point. So of course, then we had a discussion about consistency and how when she sticks to it, her body drops. And when she doesn't, obviously gains weight. That's how she built. So, you know, we had to have that discussion. So yeah, I mean, you get a sense for it, um, especially, you know, unless they're lying about their weight. I mean, if they keep just reporting it's dropping, well, <laughs> eventually you start to look at pics and you're like, well, this isn't adding up either. Like, Yeah, I'll slide by side pics about every three to four weeks just so I can kind of, you know, keep yeah. an eye because I'll yeah. be like, wait, this looks like this is going down 15 pounds, but I don't really recall seeing 15 pound drop on your five foot four frame. Yeah. So, right. um, I guess the way I look at it is I don't really care if people deviate. I just want to know. So that way I'm not yeah. pounding my head. So that way when yeah. uh, you're pissed off that the macros quote unquote isn't working or your plan's not written right, I can be like, well, as you can see, little Daniel son, the past 15 days you had four fuck ups. I mean, you know? I think you got to know your client. I think you got to know what their goal is. I mean, right. someone who wants to be a pro, I'm way more fucking hard on them. Um, then if someone's just general nutrition and like I said, the woman didn't have good weekends, I'm like, okay, well let's talk about consistency and you know, right. I'm not going to ream her the riot act, but if I got someone who's like, look, my goal is pro card and then they're eating like shit for a full week. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to get an earful for me. I mean, they can always go to another coach who's going to be like, Oh, kumbaya. That's cool. Like we'll get them next time. That's not how I work. I mean, that's not how I was coached in athletics and that's not how I'm going to do that. If someone came to me to be the best and to be the highest level, well, they better be putting pro effort in. Yeah. But I respect that. Cause I will say this, there was 2017 junior nationals when you mean you were trying to make bantamweight and it was around seven, six, seven weeks out. And you're like, look, you're doing everything right. I'm just going to make it miserable for you. So just deal with it. Like you just told me straight up and I was right. like, well, and then you sent me my numbers. I'm like, you motherfucker. Right. <laughs> like, right. I remember that one time I didn't send you my chart. You like, I didn't send you my chart fully filled out or something that happened. Yeah. So it was like, so Oh yeah, I remember. And I like, I like cocked back the, to you and you're like, oh, let yeah. us have a conversation right now. And I was like, shit, coach put me in the corner. <laughs> hey, will you guys, will you guys make change? I, so I've had situations before where like a client's just like non-compliant. And then they come to me and they're like, well, well, can you make some changes? And I always say, no, go back to the previous, you know, whatever we were yeah. doing. I'm not fucking up the diet plan and the macro setup or whatever that was working right? because you're a jackass. Yeah. What I say is, look, it was working. We can look at our data points. You were dropping a pound and a half, two pounds. This is simply because you went off the rails. And now I'm not going to starve you because although that might help get this off sooner, it could and it could slow your metabolism over time. Right. Dude. And, you know, so no, I, I will not make uh, changes. Now I've had times where someone's getting ready for a wedding and they got to fit in a dress and they had a bad weekend 
And I will go ahead and just drop it because we've got a date. And I don't want them to look bad in their wedding dress. But if there's no rush, I'm right. just going to say, look, it was working. Get back on track. And even if you were stalled the week prior, I'd still want to see if, you know, any of the transgressions maybe sped up the metabolism and now the old plan will work. I rarely, you know, ball, you know throw, throw the plan out the window because someone screwed up. Yeah, and I'll that- get people who, like, you know, aren't satisfied with um, their, their rate of progress. And so, like, I have people who, who are really new to weightlifting, only working out three days a week. And I'm like, listen, I want to see you sending videos of, you know, these exercises to me so I can look at your form and all this stuff. And they don't do it. And they don't check in. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And then they'll send me an email and say, this isn't going fast enough. Like, I really think I should be working out five days a week. I should be doing this, these exercises or whatever. And, uh, you know, that, to those people, you know, I'm just like, listen, go back to the basics. Until I see the basics done right, we're not moving anywhere. That brings up a good point where you're talking, Jason. You said like 1.52 pounds. That yeah. is a something that I want to harp on. These you will get people and so for example, if you are five foot six and you weigh 250 pounds, you might drop a good five, six, seven pounds the first week, another second week, hell, maybe even the third week, and then eventually that well dries up. But you have a lot of clients. And I noticed this among females, like you have a little five foot four female who weighs like 140 pounds. I only dropped 0.5 pounds this week. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. it's a drop and it's a healthy drop. Like you're, you know, I think what, you know, and that's something that if you're getting over two, two and a half, if you're getting over two and a half pounds, I kind of get a little concerned and I'm like, are you doing more? And they're like, no, just, or then dehydration or all sorts of different stuff. But what is the rate of loss that, you guys look for one, one, two pounds, like what you should be looking for, for all those other people who will say, no, I'll help you drop 30 pounds in 10 days. They're fucking lying to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Like, um, you know, with the women, I usually say half a pound to one pound and that's not every week. That's, that's an average rate of loss. So I explained to them that you're going to go down, you're going to go back up. You're going to say the same, but if we look back, on the weeks and the amount of weight you've lost and you average that out, it's going to be around, you know, half a pound to one pound, depending on their size. Now, I've had females on a team that are like, you know, 285 pounds, you know, 250 pounds. And those women or guys, you know, I can, I can pull off about three pounds a week. And I've kept, there was one woman on the team who's like lost like 60 pounds or whatever. And it's been at a rate of like 2.3 or 2.5 per week. And we've been at it all year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the heavier someone is, um, and if they're pushing towards obesity, they can surely drop more per week. But if you're taking someone who's, you know, uh, maybe got 20 pounds, 15 pounds, 10 pounds to lose, I generally stay between the one to two. Uh, There's a lot of reasons. One, you know, I believe there was a study out there that anything over two with naturals, you know, eventually you're going to start tapping muscle um, because technically that's a thousand calorie deficit a day. Um, Two, you know, the quicker you move at some point, the body is going to push back in another direction. Whereas if you kind of take the approach to kind of massage it and massage the fat loss rather than the, rather than the slam hedger, gosh, damn, uh, rather than the sledgehammer approach, then, you know, not only one, do you preserve health longer, but, um, you know, you also keep the fat loss, you know, going, going longer rather than kind of bottoming them out quickly. Um, so all those things kind of play into it. And, you know, while we're on the topic, it's important when you're dealing with a gen pop who's never trained before to just explain to them right up front 
that they might not drop any weight for six to seven weeks as their body is filling out muscle tissue. And, you know, you got to remind them that let's look at clothes. How are your clothes fitting? How's your waist? Let's look at the pics. Let's really get a good side pick to see if, you know, you know, that lower body fat uh, under the round, the ab is dropping, et cetera, et cetera. Because a lot of times you'll see all that disappearing and their weight staying the same. You got to remind them that that's what recompositioning is. That's what weightlifting does. It reshapes your body. And if you're not reminding someone who's in a neophyte to this, they don't, they're not thinking about that. They just are used to, Hey, uh, I'm going to eat 800 calories and I know the scale is going to drop. And even though that makes me skinny fat, I look better in my clothes. And we got to remind them that's not why they hired us. Um, our approaches are, are to make them look good naked, basically. Right. <laughs> that's a good actual summary point. Uh, so any last little chimes, any last little things you'd like to... I'm you know, I got a question for you guys. All right, so th this is all stuff that's happened to me and I, wanna, I want you guys to give me your... your uh, oh, shit. This is going to be good. What? No, it's it's on topic. I know it's going to be good because any listen, I'm in our text thread. Okay, I know it's going to be good. Yeah, you know that. You know we've been talking a lot about you know random stuff, but no, this is about check-ins. So so listen, what do you guys do with people who just like you know check in like outside of their time frame or message you at like you know ten o'clock at night, at, you know checking in and expecting you know you to jump on and uh, get back to them. Uh, well, my clients respect me and my time because I, I set that tone. So I never get a text at 10 p.m. saying, hey, you didn't respond to my check-in. Oh, I've, got, I've gotten two or three of those. Yeah, I don't ever get that. Um, so I, I would, but if I did, I would say, well, you know, business hours are, are, are done. Um, at this point, I'm getting near bedtime and I will get to your check-in first thing in the morning. And that's truth. You know, like I would put them ahead of time because maybe for some reason they checked in and maybe I didn't get notification through my system or maybe it went to spam. So, you know, I'm not going to be uh, upset about it, but I will remind them that I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really do check-ins outside of my, my work hours and I'll get to it in the morning. So, you know, I think you have to set some parameters, man, or else, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to eventually burn out like a lot of coaches who don't have parameters and let their clients dictate their time burn out yeah jeff what about you you ever get that i think i need context to your to your question so was it say for example the person was supposed to check in by noon on your check-in day and they checked in say 5 p.m and you didn't or later at like nine o'clock or ten o'clock at night okay so then like so they just emailed you did they text you check in or did they email no, email check? and message oh okay well then i would just ignore and wait till the next morning yeah you ignore it <laughs> well, yeah, well no offense i'm in bed at seven o'clock you know and listen well, if that's it's true you week, are peak week i'm up till midnight 1 p.m i mean well, or 1 yeah, a.m this different. isn't a peak week this is just yeah. a general run-of-the-mill check-in that isn't gonna matter if they have to wait till the right. morning you know what i mean and it's 10 o'clock like I'm start, I'm I'm usually watching TV. I'm half asleep, and I'm I'm getting ready to go to bed in an hour or two. You know, right. so I'm not getting on to, to work. So I think that type of answer sets the tone. Now, if you give them a response or go hop on, you're just perpetuating the behavior. Yeah, exactly. I you know I've gotten to a point now where like you know I made a post in my little client group on Facebook. I have this like private client group, and I said you know don't you know email me after certain hours or whatever. But for the people who have continued to do so, I just ignore them now. And no, you just handle it when you handle it. You know, yeah, I, I'll be, I'll fun. be real honest with you. My wet dream is to retire to Boise and get like a fucking flip phone. Or if people want to get a hold of me, they got, they got to like call me. Oh, you want to talk to me? Pick up the phone and call me. Cause otherwise you're going to get like what, you know, like 
okay for me. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. No. Actually, I would much rather have text and no one call me. Would but, you? Oh, because oh, no one would ever want to call him. I to fucking me. hate phones. People talk over each other. You can't see when someone's getting ready to talk. People are long fucking winded. Like, dude, I would much rather have a text or see you in person. I, I hate the text. telephone. What about if they're like Sue and they send four rapid fire texts? Like, bam, 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 bam. Still, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, right. generally, yeah, I do not want to talk to you on the phone. You rapid fire those. You're like a chick in heat. You're like, <laughs> you're like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, yeah I'm it's good like, at texting, man. I, I'm real good. Like, in all honesty, it makes me nervous. Like, I've done something wrong when I get that many texts back, back, no, back. I'm like, oh, shit. That. That's how fast my brain works. <sighs> I, but some of those thoughts, dude, they could be just a paragraph. Are you trying to say he's smarter than you? Or is he I, trying to say he's smarter I've, than both of us? I'm sure no, he's I'm just, I don't know. That was passive aggressive in certain ways. Otherwise, it goes away. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't he the one who told me to slow down this morning in the, in the text thread, too? I think so. Yeah, Mr. Hey, hey, no, no, no. Jeff, Jeff, that reminds me now. We have to talk about... Um, oh, your little surprise. No, oh. this is, no it's not, not, not my oh, surprise. Oh, shit. No, about the marketing. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. so do you wanna do you wanna ask her listen? No, you ask, buddy. We gotta okay. get, you know, you just you and that hair, it's gonna be iconic. It's like Jay Cutler and his <laughs> hair, the pro bodybuilder. I'm gonna get a shirt made with your hair just on it and your beard. But <laughs> you gotta get your beard. That chia pet's gotta come a little bit more before I will honor you with such things. All right, listen, guys. So everyone who's listening to the, this episode right now, okay, we are trying to put the word out about our little podcast here, our little baby that we're trying to grow, the excellence cartel. And we need your help to help us get the word out. So, you know, myself and, um, you know, Jeff's right-hand marketing man, Chris, at Iron House have teamed up and we're spearheading this, this project. And the premise is that we're going to have maybe 20 to 25 people, okay, send us a selfie video of yourself saying the excellence cartel is... And you insert a descriptive word there. So, for example, you could say the Excellence Cartel is awesome or the Excellence Cartel is all business. Okay. Those would be nice little descriptive words or phrases that you could use. And the, the, the idea is we're going to kind of put them all together. So, we're going to have a whole bunch of people saying a description about this podcast. And we're going to push that out on social media. We're actually going to you know, engage in an official marketing campaign pay Facebook, pay Mark Zuckerberg, right? And so we're going to try to grow brand awareness, but we need your help to do and that. And if you think okay. it's a heaping turd, you can send the video, but we won't use it. Yeah. So if you, guys, if you don't like how it looks or whatever, or, or you know, you know we, won't, uh, we won't put it out there. So, so then now you got a bunch of people who are going to be like, I don't like the way that looks. I retract my video. Well, the goal is to make yourself look presentable, right? Because, you know. I'll tell you what. Can you do us like some test videos of you? Like like you like sprawled out on the hood of your car. Like the excellence cartel is pure sex. <laughs> and then like have like you like like in like a little high school. Like, you know, where they have you leaned up against the, the tree. The excellence cartel is smart. I think, you know he needs to wait. I think that would be hilarious. If I think he needs to wait till the beard grows in. The, we got to let the, uh, the, what's the shit called you're putting on your face? Rogaine. Rogaine. Yeah, we got the Rogaine kick. All, all I know is that every time I look and see Sue, I just know that I have my beard dominance over him at all times. It's like, I don't <laughs> yeah, I got my, beard game. my hair dominance. He's like, yeah, I got hair dominance. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he doesn't. He's got a shitty haircut, so he does not have it. He does <laughs> not better, have it. No, it's getting better. better. 
But the it's fact that better. no one told you for so long is what I find. The part's cool. And now that he's got the fade on the side, it's it's yeah. solid. I say you. Jason was the only. You know, Jason's the only one that's been honest with me all my life. I told yeah, you man. about your hair too. You people either like me or hate me too, Jason, man. Jason actually gave me constructive criticism. I think you should grow dreadlocks, personally. <laughs> nah, man, that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week we have Laura Conling joining us. She, Jason, give us a little spill on her. You know her the best of all of us. So Lauren has a, a very robust. Um, coaching business so and she's a female so we wanted to bring that aspect in for our listeners um her business is loco fit and uh, i've had the pleasure of presenting at the physique summit twice uh with lauren and i've hung out with her she's just a cool high energy person that's fun to be around so we thought that bringing her on would be be good like let's get a female take we've had you know one or two um male prep coaches on and let's get the business side from a woman like how has she grown her business in what's a male, pretty male dominated field, right? Like, and she's got a really good business. Um, and I think she has a really big YouTube following too, though I think she doesn't like YouTube and she can tell us more about that. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good interview. Um, and, you know, I think, I think some things can be, can be learned. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I've uh, watched her well, present twice at the Physique Summit when you, both times you've presented that I've been mm-hmm. there except for this last time. So right. she's always seemed like a woman who knows exactly what she's talking about and isn't confident. Yeah. And, you know, I have some stuff to ask her on leadership and things like that. Yeah. Um, so and, you I know, she's also accomplished on the, I mean, she won nationals as a, you know, as a bikini girl and she's competed, you know, on the IFBB. So, you know, she's, she's accomplished in that way too. Doesn't uh, she have a doctorate? I know. I know. Well, I think I know she has her master's from uh, USF. Is that University of Southern Florida? South, or South Florida, yeah. something like that. Um, I don't know if she has her PhD, but I know it's in you know it's in you know, like a fitness type masters where they you know study you know different things like protein or whatever whatever her focus was. I'm not sure, but it was definitely you know fitness and bodybuilding related because that school actually has. I think Bill Campbell is the researcher there and he does a lot with bodybuilding. So yeah. really cool fit. And uh, I know that's where she got her master's. You know, I remember having breakfast with her and uh, yourself and John Meadows. And that was the time I saw John Meadows eating pancakes and eggs. Oh yeah. That's so she'll ate. remember that. She'll remember that. <laughs> I think when the you, next time we ask John, John how, is he really going to be in shape? And he's just like, I'll be ready. Don't worry. <laughs> I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm peeled year round. I'll be ready. I know. Poor Sue. He's so awkward. It's like, you know, it's like when you take that child to the zoo, you're like, please don't run up and like smack like the screens and shit. That's like Sue. You're like, come here. Come here. Get back. Hey, I'm just direct, man. I just, I just have a lot of questions. I like to ask. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you do have a lot of questions. (laughs) Four to five text messages in a row worth of questions. I get lost. Come on, you like you like what I contribute to our group texts. Oh no, it's really good, and I'm hoping one day that the blackmail book that I'm going to write about your ass is going to be good when you turn that business into seven figures. Like, buddy, you remember that time that you said all that dumb shit? It's I'll give you one percent, Chuck. I'll give you a little, little sole proprietorship ownership underneath this little flag. You'll you'll finance because you're so smart and savvy with your MBA. Was there any other topic we were going to discuss outside of that that we talked about, or was that? I forget if we did talk, we're going to hit on any other topics. What, today or next? Yeah. yeah. Today, it was like a good one we were going to talk about. But 
Well, I harassed you about the Bengals. My Cowboys yeah. crushed the Eagles. We vaguely went about how awesome my Cowboys are going to be. I didn't know if there was something in social media land or something that we were going to discuss. I couldn't remember if we came to a conclusion. No big positive, I would say, has been going on in social media land. Yeah, well, that's, that's, you know, that's all know, sadness and darkness. I'll be you know how we here. talked about the bikini pregnant girl last week. I just didn't know if there was anything else going on like that. No, nah, it's the same shit. Everyone's talking shit on everyone who's getting ready for nationals, you know. In our realm, I didn't see anything really positive going on there. There were a few no. things that were more sad than yeah. than good. Um, oh, I know what we we're gonna talk about. Fucking everyone messaging us about the uh Netflix documentary about that's the right. Plant I knew there proteins. was something. See? See? Oh gosh. Yes. What's it called, Jeff? I've never uh, even Game Changers, right? Game Changers. Yeah, it's about if like oh. you need protein. Like apparently, oh, yeah. apparently oh. that, my clients. I had yeah. I got messaged by a client on it too, and and, yeah. and he wanted to know my take on it. Um, you know, when I have taken my functional medicine classes that are taught by doctors, they literally when they deal with their vegan clients. And they come in and say, I don't feel good. I don't, this doesn't feel right. My energy sucks. The doctors literally tell them, eat meat. Like we are not meant to not eat meat. Now, does that mean steak every meal? No, that is not good for you. But a true vegan diet, like you are going to have some hormonal issues, some, you know, fluctuations. You're going to have minerals that you're deficient in, Um, you know, so I, I honestly just, I haven't even watched it because it annoys the piss out of me so much that, but maybe I should just go ahead so I can tear it apart more. But, you know, everyone I've talked to learn from, if you're full vegan, you are going to have issues uh, health-wise. Yeah, I mean, that's what's going on with those vegan um, YouTubers who got caught eating meat out and like lost their YouTube channels <laughs> Wait, and like, had nervous breakdowns. There was some woman who was like pro vegan or something, uh, and she got caught eating meat. And like, yeah, it was like a big firestorm. It was like almost a year ago. It was like, oh, a big no thing. hey, if you find that link, send it to me. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> you got Google. You act like I'm your secretary or some shit. Like, I don't have my own <laughs> fucking life to do. Oh, yeah, you get some free time, Jeff. Oh, yeah, you got so much free time. You're like, oh, Jeff's like, hey, buddy, so would you like to do this for me? Uh, asshole. But, no, I, I agree with you. I, I just, I, I think Arnold jumping the shark on that one for me kind of let me down with him. Like my childhood idol, they just kind of like died right there, you know? Wait, is he banging the vegan, vegan drum? Yeah, he's like all on this man. Yeah, I, I guess, I, I guess you know what we need to do? We need to watch it and we just need to, we just need to have like good old fashioned hoedown about it. I think, yeah, I think we should, is that on Netflix? Or yeah. yeah, it's on Netflix. Netflix? You know what? I'm going to watch that this week. and uh, I'll watch it tonight. I'll go ahead and bite the bullet. I just, yeah. you, know, you can, you can take any documentary and slay it how the fuck you want. But like, you know, I get it. Like a high vegetable intake is very healthy. You know, it's going to, it's going to keep you less acidic, all these different things, but we need meat in our diet to get all the minerals and necessary. Yeah. But one of the studies was done by Monesto, the, or the food company, Monesto or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like all oh, so forth. I'm like, well, they're the ones who like were saying that Roundup wasn't so bad for you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if right. I would necessarily be like, oh, you guys funded a study, right. and the study said what you wanted it to. <gasps> I would never have suspected that. Exactly. You know what I mean? 
Right. So it's really interesting when I talk to some of my vegan clients, like I have one vegan client who is always sick. Like he probably gets sick, like a hundred percent. Yeah. All the and time. I'm, and they always kind of look gaunt and like, I don't know, just or they're skinny out. Fat. or they're skinny fat. Cause like estrogen dominance. Oh, you know? of course. 100%. But, right. but these people, they really seem to be okay with feeling this way. And, um, you know, they always tell me about like sustainability and like, um, you know, how, you know, you know, farming animals, you know, farming meat, you know, creates like so much like, you know, toxic, you know, emissions, like destroying our forest, deforestation and all that stuff. So that stuff to them is more important. You know, I'd be interested, you know, if we did an episode on, on that and kind of shit, cause I have my thoughts on this topic, but it's like something like you can go real deep in the rabbit holes with. Sure. And I'm not, I'm not educated enough to know if those are true facts. Like, you know, is the yeah. meat, uh, causing conflicting thing. I'm more just speaking literally from a health perspective and I get it. Like if you're willing to martyrdom yourself because you know, like you think a million people going vegan when there's, you know, five, 6 billion in the world is going to make a dent. Well, cool. But you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately we're meant to eat meat and most people are going to choose self-preservation and that's how it's going to go. So. Yeah. Man, I agree with that. You know, I might go out and get a burger tonight. <laughs> I, I, I guess where I just said, it. I, I guess where I just said on the whole thing is, you know, after reading all the stuff I have on psychedelics and all the research and how it just was immediately shut down by the Nixon administration and so forth. Right. You can get any these. They're not. Every time you look at who's doing these studies, you have to look at who's funding the studies for the most right. part. 100%. You know, and that's yeah. just something that most Americans don't look at doing they see the clickbait that says you could drink up to 20 cups of coffee a day and it's perfectly fine for you and i'm like i'm sure it's fine for you but what about the caffeine on your adrenals they didn't talk about that part (laughs) you know what i mean so now i mean i think if you're a pescatarian and you you know add a little fish and some eggs and then rock out tons of veggies i think you'll probably have the biggest chance of living the longest out of all of this but you know just straight that's like a mediterranean diet yeah i mean just straight vegan man like uh, no I agree. Well, that sounds like I guess that's going to be the topic after Laura Conlon. Then we will get into that and have our ninja wars or whatever we're going to have Yoda wars. Sounds trying to be like real nerdy there, but it failed. Sorry, guys. Anything <laughs> cool? Anything cool to round out the week before we seal this baby up? I don't think so. I think no. we've uh, I think we've covered what we need to cover, and we're good to go. Yeah, and- you know what. Jeff, when I get really good at that piano song, maybe I'll, I'll do like a live concert for you guys. Like how? Uh, On our channel? Yeah, I'll like play it real quick. Yeah, you could play a snippet. I'd listen. <laughs> and no, he's talking about playing the whole thing. No, not the whole thing. No, it's a long. Yeah. A it's bit. a long thing. He's just talking about busting out a little bit of it. Yeah. All right. Only if I can wrap vanilla ice for you guys. <laughs> Maybe we can show off our uh, our musical talents since uh, each of us have. Uh... Too bad no one on the podcast land wants to hear Jeff Black shred a death metal. They, <laughs> they might. Like, I think it's like, man. They might get on my Instagram like, "Fuck this guy! What is this shit?" Like, I think most of our listeners would appreciate any type of musical talent, whether it's yeah. you know not their type of music, and we're not. We wouldn't need to do uh, ten minutes of it. You just rock out a little bit and move on. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we might make this happen. I'd be down for it. I'm cool with Sue doing two minutes of his piece for sure. I mean, I am. I think that'd be nice for our listeners. Yeah, maybe that maybe. a lot of cool things coming on, Jeff. I know, you know, in our group text, we can't, we can't expose it all right here, but 
you know, for our listeners, we do have some really cool things in store. And, yeah. uh, you know, I know I definitely appreciate everyone, you know, who has, you know, I had a bunch of people message me about the piano, actually, because they listened to, you know, about me buying it. So it's cool. People are following along, following the stories, following about my hair, the Bronco, you know. <laughs> I know. I actually just made a big deal. I'm, I decided I'm going to buy myself a Toyota Supra. What? Seriously, I thought you wanted an A. I thought you wanted an A seven. So like, I really thought about that, and then like, but I have on my vision board that my friend Nick made for me this year a Supra, and I've always talked about having a Supra. Okay. And All they right. just they're bringing them back to market, so I decided yep. that I would get a Supra. But you're not gonna buy a new one, are you? That's foolish. Yeah, I'm gonna buy one of the brand new ones to bring it back to 2019. I guess I'm foolish. Well, I mean, wouldn't it, I mean, those are pretty expensive, right? Wouldn't it make more sense just to get like a one year used and knock off some of that sticker shock or? Well, because it's like they're 53 fully loaded out. On oh, okay. The, uh, That's, I was thinking Supras no, were like. No, it's like 53. 90s. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, 50. Yeah, that's, that's fine, Jeff. That's, that's, yeah, that's totally good. Fine. I, I thought they were, I thought they were getting up into the nineties. I, I thought they were. Mm. Nah. And, and, and you know, those cars kind of turned out to be somewhat of collector editions, you know, yeah. and it's the first year it's been back in like, I want to say like 20 years. Oh, then that, that makes total sense. So that's I why I was kind of good. looking at it from that angle. And I've always wanted one. And the other cool thing was I just found out today was my last or yesterday was my last day of paying child support for Keegan, who I've had full custody of for five years. And I've been paying child support on so i got an extra 230 bucks back a month so nice yep not too bad so and i've already got my savings pretty well so and i've been saving up for a good down payment i just thought it was more expensive hell yeah get it no no i'm up too. you know me man you know like you know i'm I'm somewhat fiscally conservative you know so but um i've been going like i said a lot of people all my friends were like you know you need to reward yourself for yeah. For everything you've done, and, yeah. you know, built, you know, have a little fun for yourself. You just can't take it all with you. So I was like, well, yeah. that's true. So I'll go grab this car. Yeah. I agree with that. I've, I've, I've gone more towards that in the last, I'd say four or five years. Yeah. Nothing outrageous, just some fun. But I know Jason's got to get going because Maddox has got, he's got to feed him and everything. Uh, hey, Maddox. Buddy. Hey, Jeff, Maddox. I'm talking to you. You can talk to him. Get on the microphone. Say what's up. Hey, I want you to eat all the marshmallows and the Lucky Charms. Do not eat any of the whole grains. Get your dad in trouble. No, no. Say so you have to eat them all. <laughs> have to eat them all. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if that happens. All right. Well, you, you guys have fun to tonight. You, you got a good off? joke? Do you got a good uh, joke? Put you on the spot. You got a you good got joke? joke? No. You can sing your song. Do you remember it? Poops <laughs> song. Can you sing? Uh, if you forgot, I guess you forgot it. Too bad. Bye bye, poop. <laughs> what did he call you? <laughs> it, it, poop. And poops and poop and fart is always funny among boys. It oh matter. God, he yeah. loves it. He'll sing songs about it all the time to the point where <laughs> Steph has to finally yell at him. Yeah. Can you open this That's not going to be for dinner. I'll be up in a second. We're not eating granola bars. <laughs> Jason, you go ahead and get going. Yeah, I got to roll, guys. Oh, I got to get fed, and then I got to get into basketball at 6.30. I'm signing out. See y'all. All right. Talk to you guys all later. Right. Bye. 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 Let's go. All right, buddy.